today, Michael Peacemaker from Earth. Welcome, everyone. And today is the, excuse me, the 22nd of April, 2018. It's Sunday, and I'm coming live to you from Strasbourg, France. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. And I know this podcast is mainly listened to heavily recorded. So thank you for downloading this podcast. Um, You guys have been doing it for a while now, and I'm seeing lots of downloads. So uh, thank you for the downloads, and I trust this this information is encouragement to you, and it does provide some type of um, wonder and thought. Um, thinking of speaking of thought, um, when you look at the word thought or um, memory or thought, um, science or or people really can't understand what thought is. It's it, it's difficult to understand what thought is. Some people say it's electrical impulse, which I think it's electrical is light, but what is thought and um, I opened up the broadcast with um, an old song from the 70s, Gladys Knight and the Pips. And it talked about who's that girl and what is she to you. And when we, as in, when, when we think of that subject matter, um, you, you see that there's, it appears there's some type of affair going on between the man that she's with versus, you know, the woman who passes and um, this is still playing on that, who, who is she? And whenever we're talking about she, there's always two ways how she is looked at, or, or the feminine. The feminists look at something that follows, such as the moon is considered she, in Spanish or in French, it's called luna, um, which is, implies that it's feminine, so it follows. And what does it follow? It follows the sun. So whenever you hear... Um, especially here on the Kofa Network, when we were talking about the feminine pronoun, we're referring to follow one who follows or one who, who, who leads or one who follows a leader. For example, um, according to how I read the word, the scriptures, and this, again, this broadcast is only for those who have been redeemed and born again, not for religious folks, not for haters, but for those who really know what that means. Not born again from a North American perspective, not North American from a Christian perspective, but those who really were born again and those who, and you know what that means. It's your identity. It's not some mantra. Um, and also 
those who believe that your your content, your soul, your your energy, your spirit have really been purchased back from another entity. And now you're walking out your life and according to that truth that you believe that you hear that voice inside you. Not voices, but voice. And that voice, many times, is a feminine voice because that voice is telling you to follow. And so when I'm hearing a voice inside me, it's telling me to follow the word, not to be religious, not to shout all these North American or religious epithets, but yet my life doesn't reflect it, but to follow the actual word and not just to follow it, but to actually bury it into my actual being, take on that character. And so um, we all need to look at ourselves and say, what are we following? And again, this is probably a rehash, but there's a reason why I'm going here, because uh, uh, the true identities of everyone will be, will be revealed, and people tend to tell you who they are. Um, so with that said, um, just going back on the pronoun, the feminine, um, it has nothing to do with um, a vagina. Or, or anything like their breasts. It has to do with the role that one takes, where you follow orders or you follow a leader, or you follow something. So that's what that's referring to. And um, unfortunately, um, those in a feminine role or those who've been, who have to follow have been taken advantage of. And um, we, all, we, all belong, we all have earth suits, and some of us believe that our earth suits are either male or female earth suits. I understand there's those up there who don't believe that. They think they're others, and... Everyone's entitled to their belief, but those who we are, we know that we're the children of the Most High. We know that we are um, the children of Israel. Um, and so those who are the Kofa Network, we understand that our Father has assigned us roles. Those roles are to be his son and his daughter, his sons and his daughter. And so uh, when I'm thinking about the feminine role, it's, again, it's not just about the organ, the the, the the genitalia. It's about a role one takes and the role that one's honor. And so I want everyone to hear that. So there are two she's, as I see it in the scriptures, and we talked about this. There's one she who cries out, according to the book of Proverbs, who calls out in the city streets asking for those to hear her, which is wisdom, understanding, prudence, trustworthiness. Then there's another her who has the is the exact opposite that you that that she's call, calling for the world or for those who follow her, which is opposite. Which is I believe it's opposite. Which is take care of yourself. Um, uh, I my my voice counts. Um, I need to be heard. I only have one life, and so there's nothing wrong with hearing that voice if that's where you're supposed to be. Today we're talking about her regards to her that's asking you to be to show valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice. So referring to her that's outlined the book of Proverbs that's that's speaking about what to follow and to follow her because she does call out in the city streets. She's calling out right now and she's calling out that you follow the word, not religion, not a religious organization. But you follow the word that's in your heart, the Father wrote in your heart. And you know that by the way that you love, not by what you say, but by what you do and what those around you and how they vouch for you. 
because the people around you are a witness against you or for you. So this is why I'm saying your thoughts. These are your thoughts. And it's not just for the sons. It's also for the daughters. So the thoughts are important. So um, for those that may be new or, or may not know what this broadcast is, this is um, the Kofa Network, which stands for Come Out From Among Her. It's based on the scriptures, on the, the Bible or the six, six books, plus the hidden books. Um, it really is talking about how the fathers ask his people um, to not to follow her ways of the world, but to follow her, the word of integrity and honesty. And so we've been asked to follow her of integrity and honesty and to follow her. So Kofa is a network of Masonic believers, and we're called by the Most High, Yahweh, to warn the inhabitants of the earth of a great evil that has entered into the world. And we believe in that Yahweh has restored a remnant of the children of Israel, a seed. We live in a seed-based ecosystem. He's restored a seed a remnant of the seed of the children of Israel to finish the work that he first gave to our ancestors, our fathers, the true Hebrew Israelites. This network, the Kofa Network, was founded by Yahya Bondele, born Mark Elliott Copeland, and um, he was the founder and he was the chairman of the Kofa Network and the creator and writer and director of some of the best-selling documentaries that, that was um one, one that was on Amazon called Hebrew or the so-called Negro. And there's also a host of other documentaries he's done. And you can find those either at the Kofa store or you can find them online uh, at YouTube. I think they're taking them all down now. And just to, as a housekeeping bit for everyone, um, a lot of the videos that are that's online uh, that doesn't meet um, a culture of her, and by her referring to the culture of the world her, they're taking all those videos down. So in particular, a lot of the Yaya videos that Yaya put up, um, those were taken down. Um, some some are still there, but some are taken down. So I monitor it re- remotely, but um, I have not been instructed to do any YouTube videos at all since day one because something else is upon us. That was a season of time where people had access to that. And for those that really want to have a relationship with the father's sons, um, then it's important that we seek our Father with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. And when we seek the Word, you seek with everything you have, even when it means you have to do self-sacrifice. You have to humble oneself. So um, I, I wanted to say that housekeeping bit right, right there as well regarding the YouTube bit. So, um, again, um, you can look it up on your own. No need to text me or email me. I'm just strictly stating that um, some of the videos have been taken down. Some are still there. And the ones that are there have been spliced up by other people and stolen as intellectual property. So they've taken things that uh, Yaya Bandele initially put out there, and they have cut them up and then repackaged it and put their brand on it and now is using it. And they've been using it for a while now. And Yaya was aware of it, but Yaya said they that it wasn't his, so – in regards to it was given to him, so he he said he's not going to go to court to fight that, and so I I ain't doing any of that either. All that that Hebrew, the so-called Negro, that video is registered in the Congress of Library, the Library of Congress in the United States of America. So it's it's all, all legit. But I just wanted to mention that because see that's not honorable. When you take something and pass it off as yours, that's not honorable. When someone has a conversation with you, and even if you don't agree with the person. 
even if the person is not right, even if you think the person is coming from a bad place, your thoughts inside you should say, I'm not going to attack this person. That's your thoughts. And I'll talk more about that because, see, it's important that we really come up from among her, where this is my life, this is my family, this is my daughter, this is my wife, this is my husband, this is my house. We need to come away from that. And you may say, what are you talking about? I'll, I'll share that. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know that. Because our father wants his sons, and the daughters will follow, because the sons are following the word. The daughters need to follow the word, because the word's in the sons. That's why the daughters follow the word. When we, when we speak of valor, and we speak of honesty, and we speak of trustworthiness, we speak of honesty, we speak of self-sacrifice, and things that are linked to that, we're not referring to just actions. We're speaking to the thought. And when you look at some of the uh, characters or people we see written as a reference within the scriptures, you could see that being echoed. How see that see that being broadcast? We can see that being demonstrated. We can see that being exercised. And the most most terrible situations, where where someone's there's a famine going on, and you, you're you're a widow. And I've used this, I, you're a widower, and I've, you're, where you're, you're, your husband is, de- is dead, and you have your child. I use this, I've used this, ex- this example before, and you can see on how there was a widow woman who was honorable. She was brave, which means valor. She was honest with herself to say that we're going to die, but I will feed you first. I'll give you water first. Then my son and I will die. And I'm sureness with those of you that we're, we're at that time. And because you're able to listen to this broadcast, be it live or downloaded, if you don't have those thoughts in you, if these are not your thoughts, something's wrong. If your thoughts are not those of valor, and I'll give a definition of what that is, of honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice, and all those things that link to that, there's something wrong. If you claim that you are from the Most High. See, because if someone comes to your house, are you quick to have your thoughts go crazy? And I feel like I'm repeating myself. However, I have to drive this home because I cannot get away from this, and I I purposely have not spoken about this in a while. I purposely have not spoken about the business community or the global business world. Um, I purposely haven't given talk in great lengths about it, but when you see articles that talk about that there are more stores shutting down in the United States of America than ever before in the history of retail. So and now, I don't live in America. I live outside of America. But I know enough that as goes California, as goes America, as goes America, as goes the world. And when you see the retail space shutting down and retailers are, are – and it's not being picked up by online e-retailers. Once again, when these brick-and-mortar buildings are going down or shutting their doors, when, when big boxes are shutting their doors, when the retailers are shutting their doors, clamoring throughout North America, the world's most largest economy ever, when you see that happening, that tells you that that insatiable appetite to consume now has been stopped. So there are some people who need to, including myself, we were in that habit of consumption, whatever that consumption is, be it surfing online, um, uh, 
consumption of music, consumption of videos. I'm not referring to shopping, just consumption. But when you see the physical retail stores shutting down, that is stopping that consumption, that virus-type behavior, that, in, that appetite that's inside of people. When you see that the, the world's largest economy, the gross domestic product, which measures the manufactured goods and services that's produced in one's economy, when you see that the United States of America has over approaching or a little over 70% of its gross domestic product, its consumption, and you see that the, the brick-and-mortar stores are shutting down and that now malls, traditional malls, are now becoming more like graveyards, this is an indicator and that what's in everyone is coming out and is already coming out. I see it already. People are calling who hasn't called in for a while, doing things behind the background, which is affecting other people who's acting out. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? So what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, we got to get it together. People cannot feed. They can't consume. If they can't take care of that thing inside of them, if they cannot at least appease that insatiable appetite of whatever it is of consumption, it will act out and will it and, and then they will press your buttons. And I'm asking you to search your heart that your thoughts are off the chain. I'm referring to my brothers and to my sisters. Because when you see and that the retailers are shutting their doors, they can't make it to, to Christmas to the end of the year. They can't make it. That means it's a whole slew of bonds, a whole slew of, of bills or debts or invoices that are not paid, which will only ricochet or domino effect throughout the industry globally, which could affect all of us in regards to how we're paid. Because when stores are shutting down or when malls are shutting down and when big box stores are shutting down, then you start affecting the retail space of taxes. And then that, that affects hospitals, that affects schools, that affects the community. And I know we spoke about this several years ago, seven plus years ago. We're here. And let's not be selfish because we don't feel it. Let's not be selfish because we don't, we don't see it happening. Because it's real. And it's, it's, it's bad. This is really bad. It's bad. And the DL just sent me something. DL, I'm going to check this out right now because I think I read this article. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So because – don't be selfish. I'm, and I'm just thinking to myself, when you find yourself thinking, well, I'm fine. Every, everything's – see, that's selfish. See, that's nothing to do with being valor. That's nothing to do with being honest and brave. There's nothing to do with being trustworthy. It's about being selfish or self-disciplined. So I'm asking those of you who claim that you have the most high in you, you claim that you follow his word, be a good son, be a good daughter, be the good feminine and follow the word because when you, when you hear of this, when you hear, when you see whenever the U.S. goes into a Great Depression or whenever the U.S. has a financial fallout, it affects the world. The difference now is the difference now is that the world standard of living is is similar to America, if not beyond America. 
Once again, the standard of living throughout the world, in many cases, has surpassed the quality of life in America. And that, and that life that most of the world's living is based on debt, is based on a faith system of a promise to pay. And everyone is civil. Everyone is well-mannered or fake polite or whatever way. Everyone's well-religious. Everyone is shouting how great the system is, whatever their, whatever their, their expression is of saying how great something is. Everyone is busy shopping and moving to and fro. However, all are rouge because as soon as someone cannot pay their bills or their mortgage or their car note or put food on their table eventually, and we're here already, many people can't make that. People can't. So I'm not going to talk about living below your means. All that was said before. People want to do what they want to do. I'm just thankful that I live below my means. And even right now, I'm, I'm struggling. And I'm thankful, for, I'm thankful that the Father was able to um, uh, use me. And by that, I'm saying I'm thankful that even during my struggle, I still gave. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. And I'm, I'm making a reference to that because giving has nothing to do with exclusively doing with silver and gold or money or currency. It has to do with one's life, with being vulnerable, but giving love, giving charity. And so I needed to say that first. And I want to read this article that DL, DL just sent. And it talks it, – it's a CNBC article, and it talks about a Pittsburgh area mall – once valued at $200 million, sells for $100 at a four-class auction. Once again, I'll read this again. Pay attention. It's CNBC retail, CNBC, the retail section. It says, Pittsburgh Area Mall, once valued at nearly $200 million, sells for $100 US at a foreclose auction. This is a mall that sells for just $100. So, Brothers and sisters, what I'm getting, what I'm, what I'm telling you is that there is an illusion that's placed upon you. If you think your house is worth a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, half a million, it's not worth that. If you think that the that the, the car you drive or whatever, it's not worth that. It's not worth it. The actual value is not because the people can't afford it. So why do you think that a mall went for one hundred U.S. dollars? When it was once valued at 200 million, why, why would that happen? Because it was never valued. It was it was all an illusion. So I'll let you read that article and DL. I'm happy for you to speak on it more. I but brothers and sisters, I'm saying this. I purposely have not spoke about financial stuff in a long time in great detail. But I'm speaking about it now because people's personalities, people's character, can be covered over when they're able to feed themselves. And by feed themselves, I'm referring to they're able to consume, be it consumption regards to shopping, consumption regarding eating, consumption regarding sexting, consumption versus traveling, consumption of whatever, whatever fills that itch. People have been allowed to have this crazy credit limit so they can do those things. And we're now here. It's not going to come. It's already here. And if those of you that haven't felt it, I'm asking you to be even that much more self-discipline and self-sacrifice and ask the Father to bring that out of you. And I want to just uh, say this real quick, and then I'm going to bring the brothers and, and, and Barbara on. Um, when we look at, the, when we look at the, the scriptures as references, and when I refer to the scriptures, the, the Bible, the Word, I know people have an issue with that, 
um, because of the damage that's been done by the so-called church. So I do understand that. I'm making reference to the character of the people. I'm making reference to the behavior of the people. I'm making reference to this because of the thoughts of the people. See, the people's thoughts is what, what you see. And so when you see in Daniel, the third chapter, when you see the three Hebrew boys um, being thrown into the fire, notice how they didn't yell and shout and start quoting scripture or start belittling um, Nebuchadnezzar or the guards. Notice how they weren't struggling. Notice, I have not read that. The same thing with um, Daniel being thrown in the lion's den. Notice how Daniel never said, don't you remember when I did thus, thus, thus? Don't you remember when I talked about, you know, you know, the Iron Kingdom? Why are you forgetting this? The Father's going to get you. Notice how Daniel said nothing. Notice how when, even when, even when um, uh, Samson, who didn't have a very good character, because you see his thoughts were kind of, not really right in how he had to consume um, sex. Uh, Some would say maybe he's sex addict or approaching that arena, but that those are just my thoughts. Um, But when you look at Samson and you see at the very end when his eyes was gorded out and he's between those two posts, notice on how he only called on to the father. He wasn't belittling the people around him. He wasn't making insults to them. You see what I'm saying? Notice on how our Messiah, the Word, Yahushua, again, he was the Word that he was the content of the Father. He was the actual content of the Word that was deposited into a vessel. Notice how he, how he interacted with the religious people. He didn't come at them and start attacking them. He addressed their questions, but he did not hurl insults at them. He didn't do those things. He, he were very valent in how he dealt. He was very honest and trustworthy and honest, and he was in a lot of self-sacrifice. Notice on how he went before he was hung on a tree. Notice on how brave he was. That, that's, and I'll talk about what valor means. Uh, so when, you, when your character is in order, when your thoughts, when you think on those things, not religious thoughts, but when, you, but when your thoughts are always on him, which means you're praying without ceasing. You don't have to pray because you're going somewhere. You're praying without ceasing all the time. Or you can pray wherever you go somewhere because you're praying without ceasing. The fact of the matter is that your thoughts are always on him every moment of the day. Now, that may be obsessive for some people, but for me, it's not. And for my brothers and I, it's not. My brothers and I, we understand that our thoughts have to be his thoughts, not our thoughts. That's why we get dwell on him all day, because it's his thoughts. We don't have to defend. We don't have to think of things and then say things that we regret. So notice, brothers and sisters, again, um, this has probably been demonstrated multiple times. This broadcast, Open Forum with the Brothers, has been on the air for approaching seven years now, maybe a little over eight Whatever the exact number is, once again, whatever that exact number is, that doesn't matter. The fact of the matter that what, what I'm getting at is that notice on how the brothers have interacted. Notice how the people have come and gone. Now, I still consider many of those, 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 those men who are on the panel my brother, our brother. What I'm getting at is that notice the behavior of all of us. Notice the thoughts. Notice how we spoke. 
because anyone can say anything on the radio, but when something is pushed, when buttons are pushed, when, when you can't eat or you can't sleep or something's rattled, I'm talking about getting irritated. Notice how the character comes out. Notice if insecurities has come forth. Notice if, if uh, just notice that. Notice it even with me. So when I'm speaking about buttons being pushed, I've used examples of the three Hebrew boys and Samson and our Messiah Yahushua, and it's a host of, host of them, even the widow woman. Her buttons were pushed. She was willing to, to feed in a man and give him a drink of water before herself and her son. So, I mean, so there's something in her, and it wasn't fake. So for those that want to know valor, valor means great courage in the face of danger, especially in battle. Now, valor, people think, oh, we're going to war. Well, brothers and sisters, we're in a war 24-7. That's why our minds always have to be on him. This, this is an invisible war. It's a war of light. It's a spectrum of war. It's a, it's, a, it's a spectrum war where we can't see the enemy, and we're always being attacked. So this is why be courage. We're encouraged to be – we are told to be encouraged, which is valor, bravery, fearlessness, um, backbone, heroism, manliness, um, audacity, boldness, gallant, um, uh, spirit, fortitude. Uh, there's a host of other words, and I deal with that. I, I'm just, I want you to know what valor means because that's supposed to be a character. That's supposed to be your thoughts. These are thoughts. So when it comes out of you, bravery comes out of you. When you see danger in front of you, you're not going to just freak out. You're going to just do what you have to do. When you see death, you move as you got to move. When you see the manifestation of these light-based beings, demons or whatever you want to call them, you still move because you see people's behavior. You don't need to see a Hollywood visual of, of a demon. You can look at someone's thoughts, which is their behavior, like that's not right, and you still act accordingly because that's in you. You're valiant. You're valiant. You're, you're valor. You're brave. You move forward with courage, holding on to the word. And now I'm, I'm touching on other reference points. I'm, I'm touching on Philippians 4, 8 through 9. I'm touching on Luke 16. I'm touching on First Timothy 3. I'm touching on Proverbs. I'm touching on um, uh, Proverbs for the man, Proverbs for the woman, virtuous woman, um, all this is about valor, being brave, when everything around you doesn't look very, very brave friendly. This is why we can't use our eyes. We have to use what the, what the Father's planted in us. This is why I'm encouraging those of you to have self-sacrifice, giving up of your own interests or wishes in order to help others or advance a cause. So self-sacrifice is not about, I'm not going to buy um, this pair of shoes today so I can I can – I can give someone blah, 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 blah. See, brothers and sisters, I'm not belittling that. I'm not belittling that effort. I'm saying that there's something coming that's greater than what we can ever think about. And self-sacrifice is something that you're going to have to do, even when you're massively at a disadvantage, even when you're, you're hurting with someone that you don't even know or someone that you don't even – with someone that you don't even you don't think you should be self-sacrificed towards. I'm not referring to family members self-sacrificing. Watch, I'm just telling you. Look at the widow woman and her son. She self-sacrificed. She was brave. She was courageous, and she still reached out for that that liquid water or liquid the liquid water, and gave it to 
this man. Now, the culture I grew up in, that, that would never happen. There's no way that would have happened. They would have said some kind religious words over him, but they wouldn't have gave that last bit of water and then the last food. Definitely last food. There's no way. So self-sacrifice. And again, when we're speaking about honor, I'm referring to men of valor. Men of valor, you can see this in the book of Judges 6.12. Men of valor. You see the same thing with um, 2 Kings 5.1. Judges 11.1. 1 Chronicles 12.25. And once again, I'll read that again. Men of valor, bravery, courage. It doesn't mean you go murder everyone. It means that you are trustworthy. You're honest. You're honest with yourself. You don't have theme parks going in your mind. By that, I'm saying that you don't have compartmentalization issues. You, you want to hear one voice. You're not hearing a voice of a family member. You're not hearing a voice of your boss. You want to hear one voice, and you act according to that one voice which is the word, which is wisdom, understanding, execution. You follow her. Once again, I'm referring to Judges 6.12, Men of Valor, 2 Kings 5.1, Judges 11.1, 1 Chronicles 12.25. I'm sure you can find much more than I. Again, another example of women of, of valor which means courageous, fearless, self-sacrificing. Um, Proverbs 31.10, women of valor. Again, Proverbs 31.10, Judges 6.12, Ruth 3.11, and there's other ones as well. You see, we see Judith and some of the hidden books and stuff like that for the both men and women. There's others. Prepare your minds. Prepare your thoughts. Many of you are stuck in the American dream once again. Many of you still think like you're an American dream. I know I do. I say, Father, how do I walk out of this American dream, this American nightmare, this American delusion? And the way that you do it, you ask for the Father to bring sobriety. And sobriety means to be honest and you understand that this the Father's doing this for you. I'm not here because I got some advanced degree. The Father did this. So, so if you believe that you're getting something because of your hard work, you're in a delusion. Once again, if you believe and that the things that you're getting is because of your hard work and efforts, you are delusional. That's called the American dream. You believe in that, and that's fine. I am a president of a startup company. I'm also a, uh, a, a CEO of another company. Um, these are for-profit organizations that are startups. I am also a leader of, um, which I hate saying the word leader, it freaks me out, but I'm also a leader of the COFA network. Um, I report to a board. Um, I'm responsible for things that happen, even when people act highly religious and ignorant, which I hate that, but I'm responsible for that. Um, I'm also responsible for the Yaya Bagale LLC, which um, that was something that was started by our father via um, via our brother Yaya, who put together Kofa and Yaya Badala LLC. So um, I'm not delusional and think that Michael did all that. I'm not. And whenever those thoughts come in, say, uh-uh. Mm-mm. So my advanced degrees, my, my global experience is because of the Father. He's gave me those experiences, which are crazy experiences, which will break anyone. 
And so I'm thankful for those experiences. And those experiences have made me more, I'm honest about where this came from, which makes me more, hold on to the words, it makes me more brave and valored. I, I'm, there's, that's honest, brothers and sisters. I don't believe that all this stuff is because of my hard work. So am I saying in that um, that just came magically? No. The scripture says, whatever you do, you do unto him. Whatever effort you do, you do unto the most high. You do everything for him. You think you're working for the United States Air Force, but no, you're working for the most high. So that's what I'm referring to. So once again, if you believe in that the that the that your good health or or your um whatever, 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 you, you think about it. It's because of something that you did. I'm just saying I don't think it's really honest because there's a lot of people who did a lot better job and they don't they're not getting it. Brothers and sisters, I live extremely well. And it's not because of not Michael Clinton's efforts, it's because of the Father's favor. Because that's the word. I'm following her. I'm following the word. So I want to make that clear because we're at a time now where the true nature of people are already coming out. It's not going to come out. It already has come out. And then when people come back, I'm looking at the people, how they're reacting. People are reacting a certain way like, whoa. So that's why our thoughts have to be right. The children of Israel thoughts are they they believe that if I murmur and complain, I can get my way. Once again, the thoughts of the children of Israel, when you read the scriptures, as long as I murmur and complain or bitch, moan and groan, I can control the situation. Moshe will listen to me. See, that, that's a character, which is your thoughts. But another way, like Joshua would do, was, no, you keep your mouth shut. You ask the Father to change your thoughts. And you say, this book of the law should not depart from my mouth. I shall meditate on it day and night. You see that? See, that's a different thought. Those are different thought processes. One thought process, this book of the law should not depart from my mouth. It doesn't say I'll be religious and I'll read it. No, it shall not depart from my mouth. That means he shall meditate. He shall think on it all the days, he and his household. That's what First Joshua says. I read that back in the Air Force in my teens, 20s. Basic. That's basic. But if you believe that murmuring and complaining and those are your thoughts, character, and your character doesn't line up to what the father asked for his sons to be, which are valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrificing, complete obedience to him and his word, the follower her to till the end of this life. So, um, Barbara, I bring you on in a sec. I want to bring on DL, brother DL. Um, welcome to Open Forum with the Brothers. Are these your thoughts, which are valor, honest, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice? I think I checked it out. Valor and honor. Yeah. Hey, bro. Welcome. Hey, shalom, bro. Shalom. Yeah. Um, those thoughts. And, um, you know, the meanings behind them, um, you know, they're very indicative of whether or not you're still under the curse. Um, There's so much, yeah, there's so much in the scripture 
about what our father uh, changed or took away um, as a result of the curse. I mean, some really good reading on that is in, the, you know, Isaiah 3. You know, we all know that because, you know, it describes, you know, this woman with a tinkling neck and how they'll be brought down and all that. But at the beginning, um, it says, for behold, the Most High, uh, Yahweh Sebias, or uh, the Most High of hosts, which generally means he's really upset when this is being written, doth take away from Jerusalem and Yahudah the stay and the staff. The stay and the staff is what the shepherd used to guide the sheep. So he's saying he's taking all, he's taking his guidance away. The whole stay of bread and the whole stay of water, that's the supplies. Now, these are the thought patterns of people that have valor, courage. They're heroic people. He took this away. This is the second verse. The mighty man, the man of war, the judge and the prophet, the prudent and the ancient, the captain of 50, the honorable man, the counselor, the cunning artificer, and the eloquent orator. Now, those are all men um, that are leaders. Those are all men, um, you know, that have those thoughts that you're talking about. Um, and the next thing he says, I will give children to be their princes. So, you know, you look at this, that's a child. A child is not courageous. A child is not, I mean, a child can be, but, you know, there's a level of experience um, that would be attributable to a man versus a child. So I'm going to put before you uh, people that have childish thoughts. And those are going to be the princes. And, man, all you have to do is look. All you have to do is look at who's in the paper. All you have to do is look at how, um, you know, Snoop Dogg is somehow, um, you know, a black leader for the community. Uh, you know, the Jesse Jacksons of the world that we know um, are paid off. And, you know, just, you know, these, um, these men that have these, childish and sold out thoughts that the nations, they know they can go to them and trust them um, to uphold their supremacy. So it says, I will give children to be their princes and babes shall rule over them. Um, and the people shall be oppressed every one by another. You know, even in, you know, the mainstream, they talk about how uh, there are no quote unquote black leaders. You know, you don't see anybody around on the TV like, um, you know, like a Martin Luther King or uh, Malcolm X anymore. They don't give them airtime. They technically don't exist. Who do they put up there? Bruh, you, you already know. Um, the worst examples of uh, any sort of manhood, men that spill their seed everywhere, uh, men that can't speak, men that have the most ignorant Mindsets, you know, Lil Wayne somehow uh, with his satanic behind is somehow uh, someone that they go stick the mic, um, you know, in front of him about political issues. Jay Z somehow with his satanic behind is somehow some uh, leader for the community. So, bro, I could go on and on about how um, these thoughts that you pointed out, uh, those that would have them. Uh, they're reduced, they're taken away. Uh, if there are people out there that are like that, they get no airtime, they get no coverage, they don't want the people to even see that they exist. And 
it's the weight of the curse. The Father took those thoughts from us. So when you ask, um, are these your thoughts? What I really hear is, are you still under the curse? You know, do you think about um, providing for your house? Do you think about, um, you know, the community uh, and really who you can even interact with in the community? Is that even in you to do? Um, is it in you to try to cover somebody? Or, you know, are you just looking for some tail? You know, bro, I mean, those thoughts are very significant and you don't see them uh, really in our community much at all. So, bro, yeah, um, so I'm looking forward to the discussion on it further. Um, but there's all types of, um, you know, scripture on this curse and how those thoughts that you've uh, pointed out, man, they, they don't even enter into people's minds. You know, it's, I got to get my money. Uh, you know, I got to get me some women. I got to get me a big car and some big alligator collars and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, that's why you got uh, drug dealers that are put above, um, you know, someone that would take an interest in, in doing one of these things that were um, outlined in three, those spirits that we lost. So, bro, I'm on mute. Um, again, I'm looking forward. Uh, shalom to the listening audience. And, bro, um, yeah, it's good to be a part of another discussion. I'm on mute. Thank you, bro. And, and bro, just before you go, and I, I, thoughts come to me, brothers and sisters. So it's not like I'm planning this. This comment, I, and I'm supposed to speak. And so, bro, before you go, why do you think we keep talking about thoughts and character? Why do you think this keeps coming up? Thoughts. Why do you think that, DL? Just over to you, bro. Well, I mean, your thoughts are going to guide your actions. Your thoughts come from that soul that's being tried. So, you know, wherever your thought, I mean, think about it. You know, all your life you've heard, uh, free your mind and your hind parts will follow. Bruh, that's, that's real. Those thoughts are coming from what is inside of you, what is actually there. And see, when you act out on those thoughts, I mean, that's eventually what happens. What you meditate on, you eventually act out upon because this world is set up uh, to meet you. You know, if you are, if you sitting around thinking about skirts all the time, you're eventually going to be presented with an opportunity to act out on those thoughts. You know, if you sit around thinking about, well, you know, I would rob this person. There's eventually going to be, um, you know, a pile of cash that's left. And, you know, it's, that's the way this world is put together. Uh, Satan has done his job very well as far as um, building a place where if you meditate on these things of the flesh, um, you're going to have an opportunity to act out on them. Uh, you know, we, this proving ground that we live on, um, it is set up to entice the flesh. And in any way, I mean, you know, just because you like a certain thing, um, you know, it's, it's, it's carte blanche, bro. It's all out here. And, you know, things that are um, abomination to our father, those things are raised up. Hey, this is just what you need to do. You know, you need to be a womanizer. You need to be, um, you know, a man that likes other men. You need to be a woman that likes other women. Now, hey, go have sex with a dog. All this stuff is out there, bro. And this is a part of um, our proving. 
Because if you meditate on those things, those are the things that are inside of you that you really want, that your heart is pulling you towards, and you don't really want the Father, it's out there. And as you say, bro, you know, people should do what's inside of them, and I encourage them. You know, hey, this is if, when our brother gets here, you're going to be able to do this stuff. I mean, look, this is the time for you to be yourself. This is the time right now. Um, there's not a better time to be a sinner on this planet than right now. So time is short. Hey, you know, there, there's no need to be around here um, acting and, you know, um, you know, being lukewarm, uh, trying to, you know, have that as an idol and, you know, living and rolling in that stuff and then trying to be over here being religious, you know, because Satan uses that too. Because, you know, a person that is fake religious or whatever, um, they don't understand when they get put in a certain situation and they're drawing nearer to these folks that, you know, have a heart for the Father, he's going to render them out. He's going to cause them to lose their mind. They go, I mean, really, just he, he protects his, his people. So the point is, you know, if that's inside of you, go on and do that, man, because, you know, it, it, what you think is not going to work anyway. So it's thoughts. Your thoughts are what is inside of your soul. Now, if you have a heart for the Father and you know you still have thoughts, which all of us do, that's when you call out. You, there has to be something inside of you that does not want these things that are calling to you. And that's the difference. You will call out. There, there's people... Um, you know, they claim to want to be with the Father, but won't call out, don't believe that he has the power to change that stuff. And really, in truth, they don't want it changed. So it all comes back down to your thoughts. It all comes back down to um, the willingness inside of you to put that helmet on um, where the word is, you know, everything, every thought that you have is matched up against the word. You know, you were talking about being in prayer consistently and you know it's not you know being on your knees and all that I mean and that's fine but it is literally everything that comes through your mind that seal that's on you it has to pass through that um, in order for you to evaluate whether or not it's true so that's the difference so bro it again it's just thoughts so I hope bro, I hit that man bro, bro you hit a good I want you to hit this one last one insecurities what does the mm -hmm. thoughts of insecurities? Because that's that's huge. That's huge. Mm. Well, insecurity is is based in fear. You know, you have a fear, um, and you know that fear again. You know, this world is working against you getting to a certain place. So you've been hurt before. You've got experiences. You know, and those experiences usually happen early on when, you know, you're not uh, mature in the word, and but those hurts, they stay with you. So if you have an insecurity, it's based upon a fear of experiencing something that you experienced in the past before. And when you become a new creature, those things go away. When you become a new creature, um, you know, you don't have – um, these these um, these ties, you know, the the mainstream church calls them soul ties, where um, you know a certain button of yours can be pushed, and then you can act in a different way than even what you really want to act. So, bro, is 
when you have an insecurity, you've got things that are unresolved. And, um, you know, the father can't get in and show you his power um, around this insecurity that you have because the insecurity comes before him. He's moving and he's doing things. He's moving people to do things uh, to help you, but you can't get past that insecurity, that, you know, that person that did that uh, to you. Uh, he has, he or she has more power than someone that the father might have sent um, to, to, to aid you, to get to him. So, bro, that's what insecurities do. I mean, they are literally uh, like weights around your neck, and you can't get past them, and they'll drag you, they'll drag you to insanity. I mean, you'll think, you know, I'm, I'm with the father, and, you know, the, the father will fix it. Like, no, I already fixed it. You have to get past within yourself this idol that you set up. This person that came and hurt you, you really have a different form of, of love for that person because you honor them in, um, you know, your inability to move past uh, that insecurity. And, you know, the, the unfortunate part about that is if the father wants you and you hold to the insecurity, you're setting yourself up to be crushed, um, and, you know, there's really not anything that anybody can say about that. You just have to walk through it. And unfortunately, you know, those of us that have been through it, when we see it happening, you know, our wish would be to, to, to alleviate uh, what you're about to go through. But we can't. And really, the truth is we really shouldn't because it's a part of that growing up that our father, you know, uh, sends for all of us. So insecurity is, you know, an unresolved issue. You've still got an idol in your life. Now, it could affect you positively, you know, like you get something from it, or it could affect you negatively where you can't move. You know, you don't want it, but it still has the power to keep you stationary and not move in the things that the Father's done for you. So, yeah, man, insecurities are huge, but it's based in fear. That's, that's yeah. mainly where it comes from. And that's Philippians. I can't. It's like do not be uh, Philippians is the reference. It says do not be blah 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 of this, but do prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Uh, I can't remember th that verse, but do not be something. It does say insecure, but I can't remember that verse right now. But um, thank you, DL. Thank you. Wow. No problems, bro. I'm on mute. Okay. Wow. Brothers and sisters, I'm sharing this with you because um, we're at the end of a capitalist society. We're at the end of democracy. We are currently living in a post-democratic world. We're living in a post-capitalistic world. We're living in a post-consumer world. We're living it right now. The difference is we're, we, we still experience what, we, what some of us experienced since we were kids or, or whatever, and, but, but it's an illusion. It really is. And what's going to happen, all those insecurities and all those issues that um, – that the thoughts that you have buried or you think they're I'm talking to me too, guys, the thoughts that, that you may have buried, those things tend to arise out of you when you can't feed, when you can't feed whatever. So I'm just encouraging those of you, this is, this is to be aware of it. And for some reason, there's other, there's other things I want to discuss besides this. 
there, there are other things I want to discuss besides your thoughts. But I really think people's thoughts are really, my brothers, your thoughts got to be proper. I'm insecure that, Barbara, I'm coming to you any moment. I'm insecure that I'm not able to, I'm not mechanically inclined. Now, you may say, don't say that. No, I'm not. I've tried. When I've had to, I've done all right. But I'm not like, I, I'm, not, I'm not like MacGyver. And so I'm really insecure about those things. And so whenever someone asks me to help them, I, 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 I get nervous. And I say, Father, let me not get nervous. And Father says, why are you nervous? Just go. I'm insecure about my writing. I'm being honest, and maybe I think this is part of it. I'm insecure about my writing because I, I, I turn words around and or I turn sentences around. And my thoughts are clear, but my, my hands my, can't keep up with, with my thoughts. And so uh, I'm insecure about that. And, and, and then I'm asked by someone to help look at his research paper. All these people are asking me to help them read their, look at their research papers. I got one right now I'm researching for the medical field. And I'm thinking, Father, I'm not capable of reading these people's research papers and editing them. And the Father's saying, walk through this insecurity, son. That may be minimal to some of you, but it's big to me. And I'm just being honest with my insecurities. You know, um, there was other ones that were more prevalent, but now they're not as prevalent any longer. I had an ex-business partner. Um, he he didn't do some of the things that he said he was going to do, and I was livid with him. I think I mentioned to you guys a, a few weeks ago, I was living with them. So in my heart and my mind, I cut him off. Now, I didn't know I did that, but I did because he hurt me. That was wrong what he did. And when I was in the States, the father had me reach out to him. And I reached out to him. He was shocked that I called him. And so now I'm planning to see him on Tuesday. And um, the father said, you, do, you pour into him like I told you to pour into him. Because I can't hold stuff in. You're not supposed to do that. The, these experiences that we're going through are to make us prove the word. As Brother D.L. talked, the proving ground. So do not let family members, do not let your, your, your life circumstances, your finances, do not let, don't get discouraged because it's affecting you. you. You want the word to come out of you. You want valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice, and the like to come out of you. And lastly, Barbara, before I go to you, have you noticed some people who really can't speak well? I mean, they, they speak, but you let them get mad at you. They are, they are articulate. Once again, have you ever known people who, who they're not great orators? They don't, they don't speak well, but you let something bad happen. They are crystal clear. You, it's just it's it's amazing. So my my question is, why is that? Is that you? If it is, why is that? And I want to thank Mom Copeland for sending um, the verse Ephesians six ten. Thank you, Mom. Let me read this. Barbara, come to you in a sec. And uh, do not be. Oh wait. Oh, this is okay. This is the full armor. Yeah, Ephesians six ten, the full armor. Okay, I was I was looking for the article that says, "Do not be of something for nothing, but in fear and trepidation, let your request be made known to the Most High." I think I think it's Philippians, but I can't remember the verse, and I'm purposely not going to look it up. Okay, um, Barbara, thank you for waiting. You're so you're so. Thank you for waiting. Oh, hey, Philippians four six two seven. Philippians four six seven. Robert, can you read that, please? Because that's my verse. Ha, ha, ha. That's my verse, girl. You better get, get back my, my verse. 
Well, that's my verse because I, you know, I got that anxiety, anxious stuff. Um, no, I don't like this version. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Philippians I like. Four? I don't like King James. I mean, not King James. I don't like the new the NIV versions. Yeah, they ruin sometimes. Yeah, they. It was Ephesians. It Barbara, just say the verse against Ephesians. Ephesians four, six, and seven. But wait, I'm going. Come on, thing. Okay. All right, Philippians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the one. Got it. I'm just saying, be careful. For it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let the request be known unto Yahweh, and the peace of Yahweh, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Yeshua. Once again, Barbara, read that slow. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, leads to your verse, Michael. Oh, yeah, see, I got problems. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> <got it. laughs> read it again slower, your, your verse again, because I'm having issues. My apologies. Philippians, yeah, you do. No, I'm fine. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto Yahweh. And the peace of Yahweh, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Yahshua. Yeah, to be anxious for nothing. Yes, that's Mm-mm. it. And that's the insecurities. Those are thoughts. That's energy. Thoughts are energy. It's electrical impulses, as science says it. But they're thoughts. They're light. It's light. Right now, Barbara, you and I are speaking, and there are light impulses going off in our physical brains which is generated from our spirit, our soul, as we're speaking. And it's light. It's energies. So that's why the Father wants to capture, we're told to capture our thoughts. How do you do that? How do you capture your thoughts, sis? How would you do that? Uh, how I would do it. The only way that I capture my thoughts is capturing my thoughts, meaning keeping my thoughts where I want them. I, I, and I'm going in context of the, uh, yes, Capture your thoughts. I'm going to look it up, Ryan. Tell me your thoughts, then um, tell me what you think it is, and I'll, I'll, I'll refer to the scripture it's as a reference. To, to capture, to, to keep your thoughts, to get your thoughts. So for me, my mind can go all over the place sometimes, and sometimes there's things that I'm thinking about that I'm trying not to think about. And for me, I start praying. I, I just consistently okay. talk to the Father every time. Every time something crazy comes to my thoughts, I consistently start talking more to them. If I'm not talking okay. more to them, I start reading. Mm-hmm. That's what I do because I'm going through that as we speak. <laughs> sometimes it's hard. sometimes you fight harder than others. Mm-hmm. And that's Second Corinthians ten. And would you, would you like to read it, or you want me to read it? Second Corinthians 10, I can wait for you. No, second, I can get it. Okay, and brothers, as Barbara's looking, the reason why I'm looking at the scriptures is that these are for references. These are references. 10-1 or 10-1? Um, second Corinthians 10, and then go to verse, um, you know what? You can start with verse 1. You, Barbara, start with verse 1 and read all the way down to verse... Nine, verse one through nine, please. Over to you, sis. And Barbara, take your time. Over to you. I'm on mute. Second Corinthians ten, starting with the uh, verse one through nine. 
Now I, Paul, myself, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Yahweh, who, is, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with, the, with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty through Yahweh to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of Yahweh, and bringing into captivity every thought, me, every thought to obedience of, Yah, of Yahshua. And having in, readiness, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If a man trusts to himself that he is, Yah, he is Yahshua's, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Yahshua's, even so are we Yahweh's. For though I should boast somewhat more of our, of our authority, which which Yah hath given us for edification, and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify by your terrify you by letters. And, and, and Barbara, the part. Thank you, sis. And 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 listening, brothers and sisters, the part that I I, I always hold on to, um, because thoughts are powerful. They're powerful. And when I see people speaking just without just speaking, I'm like, wow, that's me. Cause I, I, that could be me, and that has been me. I practice that behavior. But when I when Barbara wrote read when Barbara read Second Corinthians, tenth chapter, and I'm looking at the fifth verse, it says, casting down imaginations, which are images. See, images and imaginations that they're they're one and the same. And DL was, Brother DL was talking about our, the images we have in our head. So whatever insecurities you may have about your intellect or about your lack of something, cast those down. Those are thoughts. Those are thoughts. I'm really insecure about my French reading, and I, I'm, I'm a functioning – I am – Barbara, you know this is true. I am a functionally illiterate in France. I, I read like a first grader. I can barely write French. So I'm a functionally illiterate, and that – bothers me and the father told me to cast down that image so i need to move beyond that and allow his energy allow his spirit allow his ways to channel through me and so what i am writing and reading in french i'm not delusional it's not me when they asked me to to teach at a business school and talk about e-commerce and digital marketing i'm not delusional that is the father and so that's where we need to be thinking, brothers and sisters, to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of the Most High. That's why we're told to put on that helmet. We're told to put, get our thoughts in order and bring into every – and bring into captivity every thought, every electrical impulse, every thought, everything you think, my brothers. I can talk to every thought, my brothers. Bring into captivity to the obedience of the word and the sisters you're supposed to follow. So I'm following the word. I'm following her wisdom, understanding. I'm following the word, her. 
according how I read it in Proverbs. Sis, anything you want to add before um, you give the announcements? No. All I can say is that um, I do know if you keep your mind on him, he will keep you in peace. And that, 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 is, that could be quoting, but I know that within myself for that to be true. And that's a wonderful, it's one thing hearing it, it's, but it's another thing actually applying it to your life and knowing it. Just a beautiful thing. Now, um, so real quick, um, the Kufa broadcast come on one day a week, which is taking place right now, the Open Forum with the Brothers. This takes place every month, excuse me, every Monday, every Sunday, um, Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And then we have the Yaya Bandale LLC training, which is called The Other Side of Chastisement. Um, this is a, 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 um, a PowerPoint presentation or just a presentation via WebEx. Uh, there are a select few that are in this, in this training. Registration is required for this training. Um, so we watch the visuals in and the visuals on the on the screen versus how we are online. Excuse me, versus how we're on telephone right now. These are actual visuals sent to us through Michael, and this takes place four times a month. <clears throat> there are a lot of people that listen to this broadcast via um, recording because it's being broadcast all throughout the world, which are different time zones. And in that case, if you have a question or comment for the brothers, you can contact them at Kofa at Kofa dot com. Once again. That email address is kofa at kofa.com. Michael manages that account, but he does he does forward the messages to the brothers, so they're all everyone is all on, um, on the same page as far as your question or your comments. But if you're listening to this broadcast live and you have a question for the brothers, at some point during the broadcast, closer to 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, press 1 on your dial pad, and um, <clears throat> uh, Michael or the brothers will open up your line. If you have questions outside of things regarding um, Kofa, you can also email me. My email address is Kofa Administration at Kofa dot com. Once again, my email address is Kofa C O F A H Administration at Kofa dot com. My dear brother, it's on to you and my other brothers. Shalom. Thank you, sis. Sis, anything you want to add as well just regarding valor, honor, uh, trust, trustworthiness, or trust? Trustworthy, honesty, self-sacrifice, anything you want to add. And, again, sis, I really do appreciate you. I say this all the time, but it's nice to hear your heart. It's nice to hear your thoughts. It's nice to hear your sincerity and your authenticity as you and I engage, because it really is, Barbara, that's something that feeds. It really is. So any thoughts on just, you know, are these your thoughts? Valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice. Just your thoughts surrounding that and just about you. Over to you, sis. Do you like my authenticity? <laughs> I like how you said authenticity. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, the one thing, it's weird that you're, you're, you've been um, thinking about character and all that for the past couple of weeks. Because the one thing that I have been working on in my personal life, and I mean every 30 minutes, every minute of my life, is the fruit of the spirit because my thing is is that which to me is our character our character shows how we um if it's in our thoughts we're going to act upon it and so it's weird that you're it's just i'm seeing how things are lining up because my thing is is that i know that if i have yah's joy yah's peace yah's long suffering you know if, or if i have all that that i'm walking in the way that he wants me to walk so for me if you have the fruit of the spirit 
which is how you act out on your everyday life, regardless of how ticked off people may get you. Because Father knows, you know, it doesn't take much to do, for me to go to from one to ten, but I'm learning when I have it. I'm learning to, to truly, truly lean on Him. And when I say lean on Him, Father, okay, and it's, and it's not like a situation's happening, and I'm like, okay, oh, Father, please just give me peace, please, please give me peace. I've noticed that I'm actually talking all day long, off and on to him. And then as I'm talking all day long, something crazy will happen, and I'm still holding my peace, which I'm like, oh, Father, thank you. Ah, you got me. Ah. There's this crazy things to be happening around me. But I'm noticing as I'm walking and talking to him, stuff will try, try me. And just keep your mind on him. That's all I have to say. Man, sis, you make me smile. I like that. Thank you, sis. That's really good. Oh, shucks. You're welcome. That's good, sis. And, and uh, okay, so I'll, I'll put you on mute. I think it's just so, it's the weird, I mean, I hate to say weird, but mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how I'm saying it. The reason I'm saying it's weird is because I am literally, <laughs> I was at work, literally working on the food. My mom, my mom knows, I'm constantly talking about food of the spirit, I got, you know. I'm, I'm struggling with patience. I'm struggling with patience, but I'm learning. So that's all I have to say. And I'm so and thankful. It's singular. It's singular, right? Fruit of the spirit. Did you say fruits or fruit? I can't remember what you said. I said the fruit of the spirit. Do you better than me, sis? I was jacking it up. So no, no, I, Michael. I've always singular. said the fruits. Me too. But I, I remember. I remember Mont saying it's fruit of the spirit. I was like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That I remember makes, that. That makes sense. So well, that makes sense. That's why, that's why, Barbara, you only hear one voice. That's fruit correct. of the spirit. Exactly. But when you have when you have the fruits of the flesh, you be hearing all those voices and Mama Cool, Mama Cool, Mama Mama Cool, Mama Cool, Leroy and Quita and everybody be up in that piece. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm thinking for our brother Ramont highlighting that fruit of the spirit for me because that that made it that made. No, no, I thought about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll put you on right. mute. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your text. Thanks, bro. Merci beaucoup. Okay. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Dawid. Hey, bro. Welcome. I want you to read something too, Dawid, but welcome to Open Forum with the Brothers. And are these your thoughts? Valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice. And the like. And I know, bro, for the last several weeks, the Father has been having us talk about our thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts. Over to you, bro. Yeah. Hey, thanks, bro. Um, and uh, I just want to say uh, hey to the listening audience. Um, yeah, bro, the thoughts are are important. And I was just sitting here absorbing the discussion between you, DL, and Barbara because um, thoughts are energy, and our Father, um, everything about him is, is energy. And um, uh, we've talked about thoughts for over the years many times. And when I think about um, thoughts, I, I think about, um, you know, the, the very ideals that you have given us uh, today with valor and honesty and self-sacrifice, trustworthy, all of those things. And, and um, bro, when I find my thoughts going in a different direction, um, 
I do stop and I'm always in 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 thought uh, about my father but these things concerning our thoughts my thoughts are are really important because as you pointed out early in your discussion our thoughts are something that we'll act out on DL talked about it um, if we keep thinking about things, yes, eventually we'll we'll do those thoughts when the opportunity presents itself. So I think you guys have really done a good job in um, outlining it, uh, talking about um, you know the the various things that we should be talking about um, when it comes to um, our thoughts. And so, uh, bruh. Um, that's all I have to say. I really don't want to interfere <laughs> with this role that uh, that is going on, Brock. So back to you. And, and Dowie, I want to say this before I'm reading Ephesians 6. I'm going to read that. But Dowie, we spent a lot of time um, over the years breaking down thought from a science perspective. Remember, remember we talked about thoughts and consciousness. Then we talked about how thoughts are generated. In different broadcasts, we talked about it and how thoughts are generated from a, the brain and the neurons and, a, and the electrons. And I know I'm, I'm asking you to go off memory here. However, but what do you recall about, from the science perspective, on, about our father's creation? What are your thoughts on that, bro? Over to you. Yeah, bro. Um, before anything came into existence, our father, he had thoughts. And... I'm I'm learning as I've been studying um, that his thoughts crea- created the reality that we're in, and and so when I think about thoughts, bruh, I think about um, those neurological pathways that um, really talk about those those neuro those neurological pathways in our brain. And and that when thoughts occur, those neurological pathways connect. And if your thoughts are evil, you'll have a strong neurological uh, path inside your brain where that thought is constantly there. It's got a free way that it uses to go back and forth, and that thought is, is always is always there. Now, those can be neurological pathways that deal with all sorts of things that your mind is capable of, of thinking on, that that energy is capable of thinking on. So even those neurological pathways where we're thinking on our father um, and, and his words, those neurological paths what he wants us to develop. And, and so... Um, as I'm thinking about uh, all those science uh, articles and things that we reviewed and we talked about, bruh, it's, 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 it's light, it's energy. Um, those are things that go on with our, within our minds. And without our father's initial thoughts, things that created the reality that we're in, man, we would not be able to even have a thought. So as he's been aligning our thoughts with his word, um, with how he thinks, 
with what he says, then those become neurological pathways that are under under development. So no matter what situation you're in, you are going to do those things that would be um, uh, that that would that would show in in whatever the circumstance that we belong to the Father. We didn't lose our mind. We we stayed consistent. We self-sacrificed. We did things of, of valor, courage, honor, the things that are required when things are really tough, when things aren't going your way. And and those are developed, those actions take place because inside of our mind it's that electrical synapses that are taking place that allow um, those thoughts to continue to build those neurological pathways that our, our behavior aligns with those neurological pathways and, and, and our, our, which are our thoughts. Um, so we, we covered a lot, bruh. Um, I, I can't remember everything that we talked about, but clearly – we talked about how the mind worked and, and the energy and, the, and, and what creates thought in the mind. Bro, back to you. Thank you, and thank you, Dowie. And brothers and sisters, the reason why I'm saying this, we always make references, multiple references, so not just one source. And I, I, I do understand some people still say, well, science can be lied or scriptures are biased. That's another thing. It's important that your thoughts, that your knowledge is based on sound thinking, what we promote here at the Kofa Network, that was, that was, I believe, that was foundational from Yaya Bondele, born Mark Elliott Copeland. The father spoke with him saying, you want to use history, science, current events, biology, whatever, cross-reference with the scripture and base it on that. And so this is what we're doing. Your thoughts are who you are. That's your character. And so my brothers, it's time for you to have valor to exercise that valor because the Father wrote that in your heart. You've been written that it's been written in you for honor, for trustworthiness and honesty and self-sacrifice. And Brother D.L. read Ezekiel, the third chapter. You see on how those things are important. And you see how the curse is for children to rule over you and then also be following the woman. You see how the scripture says that. Because who's, who are the women following? The women is following the fallen deities. They follow the fallen deities because they have to follow. So I know the subject's uncomfortable. I know it press buttons in the culture that we live in that's highly sensitive. Um, I, 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 um, our father wants his sons be men of valor. If you're not sure what that is, I gave the gave the scriptures earlier. Look it up. Look at that. It doesn't mean you're murderers, as they show here in these in these, in these films, these movies. It means someone of honor, someone that's trustworthy, someone who's emotionally and mentally stable. By that I mean someone who's sober, someone who knows. We can take responsibility and say, yes, I dropped the ball. I was wrong. That's my fault. And then walk and stand in line. They can take instruction. They're not trying to outspeak you, overtalk you. They are in line according to what the Father's called them to do. And they only hear one voice, 
the voice of wisdom understanding. They only hear her voice, just that one voice. So I'd like to read Ephesians, and then Dia, I'd like you to come in afterwards, that we in that order. Um, I want to read Ephesians, start with the verse 6. And let's see, let's start. I'll, I'll, Ephesians verse 6, it says, um, make sure I got this right. Yeah, I'm going to read all of it. I'm going to read all of this. Children, obey your masters, or children, obey your parents, and the and Yahweh, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and they may live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admiration of the Most High. So you can see on how it's important that the fathers do this. Yes, the mothers teach, but it's the fathers who lead the way. And this is why, brothers and sisters, we're in the mess we're in right now. The fathers are the lead. When you look at the Christian church, when you look at the churches, who's leading? Who's leading? Not the fathers. And if they are leading, if you do see the masculine leading, he's running behind his penis. Verse 5 reads, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, and signals of your heart as unto the Most High, as unto the Word. Now, brothers, this is verse 8 is talking about the masters, those who are over you. Let's just be fair. And, I, and your employer really is or your, your, your master. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not um, physical shackles like it was um, for us, the children of Israel. It's not physical shackles, but they are your masters. See, when your master says, come back to North America, and I'll give you some money, but you'd sign this contract, and you say no to that master, he didn't throw you on the bus and says, then I'll leave you there to rot and die in France. So that's why it's important. Whatever you do, you do it to the most high. When my employer slash master, when my employer, my excuse me, when my former employer asked me to write a business plan to grow the business, a global business plan starting in North America and Europe, I did that. But before I did that, I wrote out in my journal to the Most High, to my, the Master of Masters. And I said, Father, this is what I need to do. And I wrote everything out. I captured those thoughts, those thoughts of insecurity. Because I don't know how to do, do no Excel. I'm not an Excel guy, like a, a finance guy. I don't know. So I listed all the things that I didn't have, all the things that I lacked. And I wrote out everything to the Most High. And I cried out to him. Not just once or twice, but continuously. And as I was working through the business plan, collaborating it with my North American colleague at the time, we submitted multiple visions of this business plan. And I was honorable. I did what the word said. So for my earthly master then to throw me under the bus, my heavenly master, our father, made sure that didn't happen. So for the last three years, I've been in training. I've been in, in movement, though. And so when I read this verse, when I read Ephesians 6, 5, I personalize it from me. Verse 6 says, not with eye, eye service as men pleasing, but as a servant of the Most High, doing the will of the Most High from the heart. See, our Father doesn't like those people who quote, who just do things people can see. He wants the heart. So your heart are your thoughts. Once again, 
Your heart are your thoughts, are your true thoughts. Not this fake honor me with your lips, but your heart are far from me. Your true nature. Verse 7 reads, with good will doing service, with good will doing service as to the most high and not to men. We are to do everything to the most high. So capture those thoughts. Those of you like me who are working or, or, or putting things forward, put it before the most high. Knowing, and I am working, Barbara, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the most high, whether he be bond or free. The book of Revelation talks about and how men's souls are being, are, are being sold and how slaves are being sold. Brothers and sisters, whatever you want to call it, this is slavery. It's around us. These are different type of slavery, but people still in bondage. But I don't want to belabor that point. Verse 9 reads, And ye masters do the same thing unto them, forbearing threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven. Neither is there respect of the person with him. So I'm in a position now that I will be someone's master as I move these businesses, as I begin to develop these businesses, which I had no idea that this would happen. I had no idea this would happen. It doesn't make sense. But I'm doing as I believe I'm, instru- I mean, I'm being instructed is to do. And this is why it's important that when it's in your power, do what's right. Once again, when it's in your power, do what is right. So if I'm going to be um, a president or CEO of a company or an instructor, professor in a classroom, whatever's in my power, I will do what's right. I will present the best product, the best service, the best teaching, the best of everything, whatever I'm doing, so I can deliver what I've been told to, to deliver. And then see how Paul rules, see how the Father Spirit rules right into verse 10. Um because we're not to be a respective person. We're not to do that. Verse 9 talks about neither these respect a person with him. So we shouldn't be partial to people. That's not the Father. Then see how it rolls right into verse 10. Follow my brother. Be strong in the most high and the power of his might. Now, Paul ref- make reference to the, to the, old, to the scriptures, to the, to the, as they call the Old Testament. So I think Isaiah or Ezekiel was writing this, and he, he expounded upon it. But it reads as follows. Follow my brethren, be strong in the most high and in the power of his might. See, that be be courageous, be valor. Now it goes on to say, put on the whole armor. Now, the richest people have ruined this for me. So I'm going to let you guys read this, but I'm going to put it in my words so I can just deliver something. When the Father says put on the whole armor, he's referring to use all the tools he's given to you. Everything is given to you. Your chest plate. Put that on because that's your organs. That's your organs. You got to stand against these these images or these thoughts. So, because he's first off, he says you're not fighting against flesh and blood. You don't need an army and a navy and a marine. You don't need that. What you need to have is my armor, my tools that I'm giving you, because these tools will let you fight light-based beings. These beings with different spectrums, these beings that you can't see, flesh and blood, I will give you my tools, my weapons, so that you can move between dimensions, so you can fight between dimensions, that you can speak between dimensions, spectrums of light. 
Then it, it says, you know, against principalities, against powers. See, this is light-based beings. These are rulers of this world. And then verse 13 goes on to say, um, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor again. And then first thing he tells you to do is to stand. And the first thing is to put covering your loins. Because, again, the, one of the fruits of the flesh is idolatry and fornication. The very first thing. When you see someone dealing with pride, they're not, their loins are exposed. Very first thing, gird your loins with truth. And then you put on the breastplate of righteousness, which means honesty, truth. You cover your organs, your heart, your centerpiece. And then wherever you go, you don't bring drama. Brothers and sisters, I just traveled throughout the world. I was in um, the homeland, Israel, and Oman. And then within several weeks, Dawi, I was in Oman. And then several weeks, um, I'm, in, I'm visiting the brothers and sisters there in the U.S. of A. The shoes I'm wearing was no drama shoes. I didn't bring drama to people's homes. I didn't bring confusion to people's homes. I've seen people come to people's homes and bring confusion and drama and then say, oh, we both have issues with each other. No, you have the drama shoes on. I got no drama shoes. I got peace shoes. My shoes, peace shoes. You know, pick old peace on it. You got drama shoes. And so then it goes on and talks about the, um, and how we need to take the shield, which is a light-based event to block these fiery darts which are really thoughts. These are thoughts. Thoughts that may come to you, but may go to someone else, and then they come at you, or a group of people, or your employer. In any event, that shield has to be on, and has to be played, and then you have to think. Jeremiah for me, Jeremiah 29, talks about, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Most High. Plans to prosper you. See what I mean? So that's that's important for us to think like that. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven talks about that. So I think it's important that we all think about the shield and what that means. And regardless of who comes against you, regardless of who dies around you, regardless of what house you get kicked out of, or regardless of what job you lose, you have that shield on. The Father knows your plans he has for you with an expected end. And then he talks about how, the way you think. See, brothers and sisters, it's the thoughts. When he talks about a helmet of salvation, you have to believe that nothing can separate you from him. You have to believe that. You have to believe that no matter if your wife or your husband or your child or your employer, the very ones near to you, if they turn their backs on you, or the father asks you something that's completely crazy to open up your home to someone, you have to believe that nothing can separate you from him. Nothing. There's nothing you can do to that. See, these are all thought-based. These are all light-based. The Father has given us the tools to fight and through multiple dimensions, not just in a physical world, but in a dimension we don't see and the spectrums of light that we can't see. So, D.L., Dawid, please come on. I, I welcome you guys' thoughts on this uh, or how, however the Father leads. Over to you, brothers. I'm on mute. Does anyone else hear that feedback or is that me? Okay. No, I. Well, oh, were you gonna go, brother, brother Dawi? No, I wasn't going to go. I did hear the feedback. Oh. Okay. 
Well, I mean, bro, all I was really going to say is this um, passage of Scripture, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so important um, because, you know, we would um, get it in our minds that we are somehow uh, supposed to be fighting these things physically. Uh, we're supposed to be, you know, like what we see on the TV, uh, you know, like the superheroes running around with, you know, their uh, swords and, you know, their little muscles and all that sort of stuff. But see, that's, that's, not, that's not who we are. That's not how this combat, this, this, this uh, warfare um, is unfolded. It's, it's a spiritual warfare. It is literally, um, you know, in your spirit. Uh, these things are coming at you, and you know what I imagine myself. You know, there's a long sword uh, that that comes from my right hand, and when I, you know, I've alluded to the White Witch. You know, this this woman that came, and you know, I was at the auction, and this woman just came and sat down next to me, and just stared at me. You know, and kind of halfway smiled or whatever. See, in the flesh, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, it's an opportunity to, you know, go off and, and feed your flesh. But see, in the spirit, there was a thing that was in her, a beast. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it was, it had come to consume uh, that light that was inside of me. So, you know, in the spirit, you know, that sword, you know, you look at her, you, you know, you don't, uh, smile, you don't do the little Negro, oh man, it's a white woman smiling at me sort of thing. And you just kind of regard her like, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, that, and see, in the spirit, that is violence. I mean, that is literal violence to the point where uh, she doesn't understand why, you know, all of that stuff that she was putting out there uh, didn't get accepted. She got offended you know, laughed, got up, walked over, over to the other side of the thing where there weren't even any chairs. See, when Brother Yaya would talk about using the sword, it's not physical. It is in the spirit. It's, it's, it's in your actions. It's in your thoughts. And when uh, Paul was talking about putting on this armor and being prepared to do this warfare, um, you know, what you see portrayed by these you know, these beings on the TV, that's what goes on in the spirit. You know, you're a Jedi in the spirit. You're a samurai in the spirit. And when these things come at you, you know, and you resist them, it says resist and they'll flee. That's the sword. And look, when you, when you, when you recognize what you're seeing, you can see, I mean, you can literally see, See these been cut. These people have been damaged. There's some, you know, how could, you know, how could that person not, um, you know, participate in what I was putting out there? That's the armor. And see what, what we really need to realize that we talked about last week about how your thoughts put off a frequency. Man, you know, when this thing all goes down and we're able to see these things, these entities, and all of that sort of thing, um, it's going to be your thoughts that armor you. It's going to be your thoughts that are that beacon that when the Messiah sends these angels down here to get us, um, you know, that beacon, that shine, that light, 
that it's going to be all based in your thoughts. So what Paul is describing here is an armor that's made of light. It's on the inside of us. So, bro, I mean, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pass it because, you know, it, 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 it's a huge subject. We could be here all day talking about this light. If you want to know what it was that freaked Peter out when Yahshua changed um, in front of him, it was this light. It was this armor. It was this... Um, this this deity that was on the inside of him that was incorruptible. Uh, you know, these demons and things, like a vampire in the sunlight, they won't be able to look at this stuff. So, bro, I'm going to pass it because, again, you know, I, I could get a little involved here. <laughs> I'm on mute. Yeah, beautiful, bro. Um, you know, I, I, I like the way Ephesians starts out because, see, it talks about obeying. It talks about honoring. Um, it, it, it talks about not provoking. Um, it, it, it talks about, you know, nurturing and, and bringing them up, you know, with an understanding and a fear of Yahweh. And see, everything starts with obedience. You know, when I read this passage, it starts with obedience. Um, it starts with children obeying their parents. It's, it, it talks about honoring, you know, your father and your mother. See, honor is, you, if you don't obey your parents, there's no way in the world you're going to honor them, okay? Um, it, it talks about uh, the, the fact that as, as fathers, we don't pro- provoke our children uh, to, to, to anger. And, but instead, we, we nurture them. And we tell them about our father. We, we give them a good understanding of who he is so that they'll, they'll walk with a reverence toward him. And then, um, you know, right down to the servants obeying their masters um, and, and not just giving it lip service, uh, not just trying to please men, but really looking to have an obedient heart to the Father so that you can be obedient to your masters. And so the reason I bring all of that up is, see, before you can wield any, any sort of armor, there are some basic things that have to take place. Your obedience, learning how to be a good son to your mother and your dad or a good daughter to your mother and dad, those are things that put you on the road toward being able to use this armament that our Father's given you. And without these things in place, without obedience, without honor, without uh, not prov- you know not w- without uh, provoking people, you know, uh, being obedient to to those that you work for, you serve. Um, and doing it with the right heart, um, you know, all of these things make a difference because if you're not doing those things, I'm telling you that armor isn't going to work. And, you know, it's, it's, it's um, doing things that just like you would do it for our Father in heaven. And, and those are things that set up the opportunity to be 
to be able to use the the armor. And so that's why I like the way this this uh, starts out, because whenever we're talking about uh, valor, uh, courage, um, honor, being trustworthy, uh, you know, and we're 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 talking about honesty and self-sacrifice. Many of those things, as a child, you begin to learn from your parents are those that um, really seek our father. But as we get older and we're on our own and we do these things that are talked about in, 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 in the first uh, uh, 10 verses of Ephesians, then we're able to put on the whole armor. And there's nothing worse than going out to battle harshly armored. I mean, you're going to get hurt. Um, The enemy will come to those areas that aren't protected. So before you can even put this on and deal with these light beings, this, this energy that wants to come against you, do those things that we've talked about over and over and over, which are in these first 10 verses of, of Ephesians, and then you're able to put on the whole armor. And and then what you're wrestling with, you'll be able to have uh, success with because you've done the simple things. You've done the things that, that dealt with um, being obedient and, you know, honoring and not provoking your, your children and, and, and all of those things. Now you're in a position where you'll be able to go against those things that you can't see. See, in the first 10 verses, those were things we could see. Those were things that were in this current reality. And and not handling this current reality properly, according to how our Father wants things handled, um, brings about um, the inability to be able to put on the whole the whole armor. And so do those things that we're to do here in terms of our relationships and those around us and how we work for people and the honesty and effort and everything that we put into our, our, our day-to-day jobs, do those things. They're tangible things. Those are the things that continue to build a character. Those are the things that allow that armor to stick and, and, you'll be able to wield it because what you were applying in the natural, in the flesh, according to these first 10 verses, are the things that you'll still apply even when you're in a bad situation and you're wrestling against something that's not flesh and blood. Why? Just like Michael talked about earlier, you know, it's those thoughts. And those thoughts are the things that will allow our allow us to carry out things in a uh, supernatural area that we wouldn't be capable of doing it if we weren't practicing it in the reality that he's given us right before our eyes. And so this this whole idea of putting on the whole armor um, is being is, is preparing, before that armor goes on. And that preparing are those things that 
we that are talked about in those first uh, ten ten verses. So um, that's all I wanted to to mention. Uh, Michael, back to you, bro. Thank you, brother Dia. Thank you, brother Dawi. Thank you, bros. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, DL Dawid, is the was the feedback there the whole time, or just a certain portion of it? No, it was just brief. Uh, it was mm-hmm. right when you went on mute. It um, it flared up. Okay, how 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 does my voice sound now? Is am I close, or is it faint, or how does it sound now? You're clear. Okay. Yeah, I I was using my Bose, my old ancient Bose headsets. They're old. And I don't want to throw them away. And so um, I was hoping – I don't – well, I don't know. We'll see. It, it happened at the end, you guys said, so it wasn't throughout. So I don't want to throw them throw away. Them away. Them. <laughs> that we what? Throw them away, throw okay. Them away Michael. <laughs> okay. I'm, I won't recharge it. I'll throw, these are like 10 years old. I'll throw them away. Yeah, I'm, they're next to the garbage rate. Oh, okay. Housekeeping, I can't let that happen again. So, um, so, um, the, uh, um, you know, guys, I feel like this is like a dead subject. By dead subject, I mean, I'm so tired of talking about thoughts and people's thoughts and, and character. I'm so, it's like, it's almost like, um, it's almost like, uh, several, maybe a year or so ago, um, we were talking about, um, um, compartmentalization and, and speaking about um, theme parks and, and, and how the father wants our hearts to be open and not to have to be compartmentalized and you know and so you can tell when you're part, when, when you're compartmentalized because you you can't really talk well but then all of a sudden when something bad happens everything comes up perfectly clear that's one ma- massive sign that something's up you got all the energy stored up and I remember not wanting to give the broadcast and then I did it and then I talked uh, gave the message and then Two people reacted. One got mad and laughed. The other one said, "Oh, I love the father even more." And and so um, um, I feel like that. But I I, I really believe in that. Um, I feel comfortable within my being with with what I believe the father is sharing. That um, I think we've done our due diligence in talking about character and thoughts. And brothers and sisters, I want you to hold me accountable. My brothers, hold me accountable, and I will hold you accountable. Because now your thoughts are really who you are. And so where you meet yourself, we, we are at the place now where we will have to walk out valor and honor and being honored and trustworthiness. I mean, being yeah, valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, and self-sacrifice. And these things are in us. You don't say it. They're in you. That's who you are. And when I read Ephesians, and we were discussing this, and Dawi then broke it down, and, and I, I earlier, when you see here that the Father tells us to take on His tools, we really are in a war. And you may see, yeah, I know this, but I really believe many of you want to see demons. I'm being honest. Many of you want to see these things, and I'm not saying that they're not there. You haven't seen them. Sometimes they're just the people who like share a bed with you, or they could be the people that that you work with, or it could be someone that you're just having coffee with who wants to hear the word, but last thing they want to hear you is quote. They want to hear they want to hear valor, courage. They want to hear 
They want to be here. The honesty, authenticity, trustworthiness. See, because those things that live in people can't feed. They can't feed when someone is courageous in the most high in the word. When they're fearless, because valor means fearless. You see, people fear, and they those those entities, those spectrums of light beings, they feed off of that. They feed. So I encourage you. It's good that many of you are thankful what the Father has done. Ask the Father to, to, to rewire you so that you can be courageous in his word, courageous in your life. See, it's one thing to say, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. And it's one thing to say, I will die for the word. What does that look like to you? Does it mean a physical death? Or does it mean that you give up who you are? I don't know. That's something you need to talk about. But valor, it's huge. It means fearless. Honor. Honor, those entities can't feed off of honor. Notice how the father told the children to honor. I told the fathers, but not the moms. Because <laughs> the fathers were the, the moms were to follow the fathers. But again, moms are going to honor their children. Period. They're going to go overboard. But that, that's my two cents. But what I'm getting at, brothers and sisters, is that if you really want to see if people want to run away from you, ask the father for fearlessness in his word, walking on his word. Not crawling around or making noises in, in some building or some place, but where you are walking out his word, fearless, you're speaking truth to power. And you're, you're, the honor is that it's the respect. Even when you don't even when you don't even even when you don't think the person needs it, you give honor. Trustworthiness where people can't depend upon you regardless of what. You're authentic, you're authentic with yourself. You're honest. You just don't – some people are honest about when something bad happens. And I remember this one person who was with um, was trying to pick a fight with Yaya, and he wasn't being honest. He was trying to find a reason to leave. He was trying to find a reason to leave. And so finally Yaya said to him, he says, you don't need to pick a fight with me. You can, you can go. That's okay. And that's someone who's not being honest because they know there's something wrong with them, but they don't want to stay. So they're going to pick a fight. Or, or find a reason why they got to go to justify. See, that's not being honest. That's being, that's lying. And those, those things feed on that. So if you're around here at the Kofa Network, you're going you're gonna to feed off of valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice, those fruit of the Father's Spirit. And other ones will run away because they can't feed off of it. The issue. So, Gird your loins and take captive every thought. We're going to do closing comments now, but before we do that, brothers, get your closing comments together. I like anyone with any comments or questions on today's broadcast. Press press one on your keypad. Again, um, I ask you to be sharp and to the point. We're talking about your thoughts, valor, honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self sacrifice. The guest call in number is as follows: three one nine five two seven. 6070. Once again, the guest caller number is 319-527-6070. And the lines will be open for a few moments. And while we're waiting, I'm while I'm waiting, I'm just going to say that um, I understand that 
most of us, are, including myself, are really dumbed down and how we even articulate ourselves. We could be intimidated to speak. We could be, we're not sure what to say. And this is when the Father says, do not give thought of what you may need to say. See, and if you're, if you're walking in the Father and practicing it, then things will just come out of your mouth and you're like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? So I encourage those of you to be men of valor, to be sons of valor, to be women of valor, to be daughters of valor in the word, not in religion, not in quoting, following the word, follow if you're you're called to follow. Capture those thoughts. Take captivity all those thoughts. When fears come in, capture those thoughts. Even if you don't agree with the person or persons, you follow the word. That's being courageous. Honor those the Father has placed in charge. Honor them. And that's what the children of Israel don't do. See, if I honor, regardless if I don't understand, I'm gonna, I'll say my, my piece, Within, within, honest, within respect, if something's not right, I'll say it. However, I will honor that, that position that person have, and then I say it's up to them, and I pull myself back, and and then I will just walk. Now, my ex business partner, he was overwhelmed with the gratitude the father shared, shared upon him, and so he thought he can just keep doing things like like, and he'll. He can run a business, even though he has no business experience, and he doesn't even want to follow instructions. See, that's the first thing we see when it talks about the book of Ephesians. It talks about following, listening, follow instructions, do as you're told. See, and those things can't feed by following. They have to feed by thinking they're leading, but they're really not leading. They're really following, but they're, they're following their destruction. The phone lines are closed. The phone lines are closed. If any comments or questions, you guys are more than welcome to email us at kofa@kofa.com. Um, the we live in a post-industrial world. We live in a post-service economy. We live in a post-democratic society. It's obvious. It's obvious. But if you're not sure of that, then you know that's fine. But type in your, in your search engines. How elections are how elections are now rigged. Not that it really meant anything to the children of Israel, but I'm I'm saying in, in general that you are now hearing the buds of summer's near because you're hearing the buds of valor and, and honor and trustworthy. And now you're seeing the demise of the, the democratic system and the capitalism system. You're seeing the demise of that. So as the children of Israel, those born again redeemed, those who do as they're instructed, as they're told. They follow. They don't always. They don't let their thoughts go crazy. They let their keep their thoughts on Him. They don't quote Scripture. They live the Word because they are the Word. They don't quote the Word. They live the Word. So as the children of Israel, as we move, we start to see on how the children of Israel is being elevated, part of the blessings, and the world. Those who go against the world, they're not. They're being subjugated. Keep your thoughts on the Most High, even if things don't go well for you and your flesh. Keep your thoughts on Him. We'll do closing comments now. Can we go with Dawid? 
and then Diel in that order. Dawid and Dawid in that order. Over to you. Hey, okay, just to uh, close out, um, you know, I was thinking about um, this this being being a man of valor, being a man of courage. And so I was looking at uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 31, and it's Moshe giving charge to uh, Joshua to take the people into the land. Be courageous. Uh, don't fear. Uh, don't be afraid of the people in the land. Um, because the father, you know, he, he'll take care of it. He's not going to fail you. And he, 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 he tells to Joshua, he, he, he calls him, he says, hey, look, be strong, be of good courage, for you must go with this people into a land which Yahweh has sworn unto their fathers to give them. And you're going to cause them to inherit it. And so um, as I was thinking along these lines, I thought about you, Michael. I thought about the fact that um, you were abandoned in a country where you uh, didn't really know the language. Um, You didn't have any family support there. Um, You're just kind of hanging out there, bruh. And because of your relationship with our father, um, you took courage, and there were things that you had to walk through. And, I mean, a lot happened um, in that year that you were without, you know, that, that they, you know, abandoned you. And under normal conditions, a person of courage, um, uh, a person that had uh, – a person that doesn't have courage or valor – or, you know, not trustworthy, not self-sacrificing, those kinds of things, could not have made it where you made it. And it's because those things are the things that over the years the Father put in you. He, he caused you to be in circumstances that were totally uncertain. You had no way to understand or figure out what move comes next. And the more you leaned on the Father, the more he continued to show you those things that had to take place in a land that you weren't born in. This is a this was supposed to be a business location, and then at some point in time, yes, you'd probably you know be back to the U.S. It hasn't turned out that way, but nevertheless, um, because of obedience, which deals with those first ten verses in Ephesians chapter six. You have continued to prosper right where you are, regardless of the cultural uh, shortcomings it takes to operate in, in, in that Western part of the world there. So I would encourage folks that um, do those things that are right before you where you can exercise valor honesty, self-sacrifice, being trustworthy, um, and, and do those things that are here and now that, that you can lean on the Father to do when those circumstances arise, because that's practice. Um, that's the thing that allows 
those neuro, neurological pathways to continue to build into a place of character so that even when things invisible are are coming against you, you've already done those practical things in the in the flesh, um, in in the in the uh, circumstances that you were in, because those neurological pathways were 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 being developed, and and now you can do those things that are trustworthy and so forth in situations where your naked eye can't see what's really going on. And so, bro, I, I'm going to basically leave it there. Um, it's, it deals with our thoughts um, and being and listening to her, the wisdom, the understanding, so that honor and trustworthiness and, and all of those things are a part of our thought process. It's, it's, it's how... It's how we think we look. I know in my own life that those kinds of thoughts have come because I've been tested, I've been tried, I've failed. I had to get back up and say, I didn't do that with honesty, I didn't do that with you know being trustworthy and openly admit those things and then lean on my father because you know what he's going to provide other circumstances (laughs) where those things are going to be tested again in this reality so that when we're in another dimension we're able i'm able to actually execute uh those things as as well and these scriptures that we've had you know when we're dealing with insecurities you know that, as DL said, is 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 fear. That's not that's not one of the things that we want to practice. And we want to take those insecurities, and we want to just be open about those before our Father, and allow Him to help us work through those insecurities, so that we really do end up with our heart, our minds being kept through our brother and our Messiah. So um, with with that, I'm going to end and just say I've enjoyed this broadcast. Michael, yes, we've talked about this over and over and over, but there's still more material to cover. There's still other levels that I know in my own life, I need to continue to pursue. Um, So it's all good refresher. And at the same time, there's still more for me to strive for as I continue to take a lesson like build on it and, 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 and become what my father wants me to be as his image um, in in the earth. And uh, so with that, um, I love you all. And, uh, DL, over to you, bro. Love you, man. Michael, certainly love you. Enjoyed the uh, topic of discussion here. And with that, I'm out. Uh, shalom, Brother Dawid. Man, I love you too. Um, it's a beautiful quotation from when um, 
you know, our people went into the land and how uh, Moshe uh, told them to be courageous, you know, to, to trust in the Father. And, I mean, really, when you think about it, living down here in the Father's way, um, you know, it calls, it calls attention to you. Um, you stop doing holidays. You know, you, you know, you look at the paganism there, you call it out. Uh, you don't follow around white boy Jesus anymore. You don't even say the name Jesus in the way when, you, when you're referring to the Messiah. These are all things that people take note of. Uh, your life changes. You know, you start, uh, you know, you pull your children out of school. Uh, you start doing things that people don't understand, and then people that think that they know you and have access to you, um, as you begin to make them less and less comfortable um, about how they live, about the fact that they smoke, they drink, they still lay around and all that stuff, uh, you know, they tend to want to attack you just because of the fact that, you know, you decided to live different. No judgment. But see, that's the light. That's the that's the that crushing, um, you know, the spirit uh, that the father places in you begins to crush them, and it causes them to evaluate themselves, and their unwillingness to let go of this this earth causes them to book and the fight against you, and you haven't done anything to them. So it is a courageous act to walk in the way in the way of the father through this earth you see it in the walk of the prophets you see it in the walk of our messiah you see it in the walk of the apostles um it's going to cause uh you know it, it's going to cause um some things to happen that you are going to have to be courageous through it is really heroic um in a way and that's why, you know, it's described when, um, when, when those souls go into heaven, you know, there's basically a party. There, you know, good, well, um, you know, my faithful servant, well done, my faithful servant. They say that the angels will be um, off to the sides and, you know, there will be a celebration. Why? Because you lived heroically in a world um, that's designed um, for you to, to fall in. So the scripture that I think of, I was in Revelation 11, um, starting at the third verse, and I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy. That means they're going to live in a certain way. Um, a thousand two hundred and three score days dressed in sackcloth. That's mourning. They, look, a lot of people, I mean, one of the first things that we got um, is you're not happy. You know, you can't be happy. You know, you, you, you know, everything is just such a downer. It's like, no, it's not a downer. It, it's the fulfillment of Scripture. Um, and it means that the end is coming close. Well, why are you so preoccupied with the end? See, that sackcloth represents mourning. It represents um, a wanting for the Father's kingdom to come here um, and for this one to end. You know, and, and people, you know, they don't understand that. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the most high of the earth. So there's a spirit that's in the presence of the Father that's going to be set inside of these people. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemy. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this way, in this manner be killed. So there's going to be some power that's associated with these spirits resting upon these people. 
These have the power to shed heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. So what it's going to mean is that there's going to be some signs manifesting around these people. Uh, the Father's going to be able to put them over in, in Europe and not be able to speak the language, and he'll live better then most folks imagine that they live here. He won't miss a meal. Um, he'll be able to travel all around the earth. Um, you know, it, it's, it, there's going to be some signs that manifest around uh, these people. He'll be able to, to take a, a, a piece of land and build an entire network that just, you know, turns people's heads around. There's going to be some things that happen around these people. And, Let's see, let's see. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. So this world, this, this beast system, they're going to be so completely outside of um, the normal convention that they'll make war. And I mean, it'll just, it, it won't even have to be this, this big drawn out thing where a tank rolls up on your house. It'll just be your mom goes crazy on you. Uh, it'll be the people around you will go crazy on you and they'll try to diminish or destroy the way that you live. Um, it'll eventually get to the point where this world will become so reprobate that if you live in that way, you know, some calamity is going to come to you. So literally, when you think of these attributes, valor, courage, you're going to have to have them. You're going to have to live heroically against this earth, and this earth is going to fight against you. If it hasn't already started, um, it will. It's coming. Their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Messiah was crucified. So look, if you're a follower of the Messiah, you got to be in a place where you're ready to die. That means giving up all of the things that, um, that you know, you think made you. And then physically, when this place changes, um, being physically ready to, to give your life, just like the Messiah did, just like the apostles did, just like um, the prophets did. And that is going to require that your mind be focused. That's going to require that you have no fear. That's going to, be, that's going to require that you understand where you live and why you're here. So, brothers and sisters, you know, this has been um, very, um, you know, specific uh, reference of getting our minds ready for what we're about to walk through. Uh, you have to approach it courageously. You have to have your mind at peace um, with what it is and what your um, assignment is here. So, brothers and sisters, um, you know, that I'll leave you with that. Um, you know, it, it's just so important that we look at um, how our mind um, handles all of these things that are placed before us. And, and Brother Mike, you know, I don't think that the Father is going to let you um, get away from it, and he's holding you to it because of the fact that it's so important. That mental state of where you are and where your mind is, is, is you know, fixed, um, that's how we survive. That's how we are marked. That's the seal. So, bro, you know, um, 
I don't think uh, I know for myself, I'm not tired of it. Um, and it, it's just, you know, it's just that critical. So, um, you know, brother DL is out. Um, my shalom to you. I love you all. Um, father willing, we'll get together and do it next week. Shalom. I have the chills. I have massive chills right now. And brother DL, brother we thank the father for you brothers and the other brothers. I, I don't know what to say. I'm just so thankful. I really mean that because we need men of valor, or honor, trustworthiness, honesty, self-sacrifice. And I, I'm thankful to our Father for men of valor. I'm thankful that he's restoring Isaiah, the third chapter, Brother DL, that you, you, you highlighted. In my, and your words of encouragement, Dawid, and um, DL, <clears throat> wonderful. And um, you're right. It's, my thoughts are constantly on these things. It doesn't get away from it. And, and you're right. I, 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 this is important, brothers and sisters. This is more important than anything you can ever think about your thoughts. That's who you are. Your energy, your spirit, your soul. That's what they're fighting for. So I, 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 I want to say this. that um, let, let me read a definition of, funct- of functioning literate. Um, it is a person whose reading and writing skills that are that are in, inadequate to manage daily living and employment tasks that requires reading skills beyond a basic level. So, functioning literate is contrast with um, illiteracy in the strict sense, meaning the inability to read or write simple sentences. So, I can read basic French and, and write it. I'm saying this for a reason because it doesn't make sense that I'm living in a country. And I'm living better than most people here, being paid crazy unemployment benefits. And I know it's the father. And now I have a job opportunity. And the father told me to not to let my thoughts go too low and let it go over and with this job opportunity. So when I'm the company, so what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, that we are to live fearless. Fearless means without fear, bold or brave, intrepid. You're you're not supposed to be you're you're not supposed to be fearful. So but you by bravery, courage, courageous, daring, that's what we call those to be. Not prideful. Prideful is completely different. Prideful is something where you think higher yourself. You can't even listen. See, someone who's courageous and fearless, they will follow. They will listen. They'll be meek and humble. They're fearless. They're courageous. They'll listen and they let their thoughts rest on what they hear is it's it's integrous. Pridefulness is completely different. So I just want to share that. So that if a father can use a man who's a functionally literate in a foreign country, he can use anyone. And I'm not doubting myself. I'm being honest. I'm being authentic. So I encourage those of you, ask the father, my brothers, for valor. Whatever insecurities you have, that's what it says. We're told to do this. Philippians 4, Barbara read it, read it earlier. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made, be made known to the Most High. And the peace of the Most High, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through the Messiah. Then it goes on to my verse, Philippians 4, 8 and 9. And again, be careful for nothing means don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't look at your shortcomings. Don't make them the idols that Brother DL said earlier. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the Kofa Network. 
don't have much time. Be of valor. Thank you.